Hello and welcome to the weekly reboot, your regular Friday debrief of things I've heard and seen coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. This week, another mini hack, which is about creating a social contract for your team. So you may have heard of this team-created artifact, also known as a team charter or a working agreement. I think all of those names go interchangeably, well they do to me anyway. But whatever you name it, there's no doubt it falls into the category of mini hack, for it's one of those simple tools that can get your team increasing their performance pretty easily. And if you have a new team that's forming, this is a powerful way to ensure that you all start off your journey together as a team in the best possible way. The best term I've heard for a social contract is the lifeboat you hope you'll never need. And thanks to Anna Tapp from ANZ for coining that phrase back in the day in 2017. So here are my mini hacks or my mini hack tips for creating a social contract for the team that you can use. First of all, use a workshop as a way of creating one of these. An hour should be plenty of time for this. I like to start by getting people to share examples of what it's like to work in environments that aren't, that aren't great. Maybe a time you didn't like your job or your team or your boss. Most people who've been working for a few years will have some stories about stuff like this, unfortunately. So just share a few stories about that to begin with with each other. Then share some stories of the best workplaces you've ever worked at, the teams you've worked in where you felt really engaged and you've loved going into work every day. Encourage people to describe what it was about it that made it fun or engaging or high performing. And it's sometimes surprising the kind of things that come out. Sometimes it's about having a little pressure in the work that's made it really engaging and felt um, like time just flew um, or it was fun to do as a group. It's not always about fun or friends. And that's another important point. I always try and slide into the, to the session if I can, which is that you don't have to be best of friends in order to be part of a high performing team. You can be, and that's great if you want to, but you don't have to be friends in order to create trust and perform well together as a team. Sometimes that can be a relief to people to take away that hurdle from them and for them to know that they can engage in this activity and it doesn't mean that they're entering into some kind of relationship that they never wanted or never wanted to sign up for. Then I like to have a discussion about the people themselves. What makes them tick? What are their work preferences? So we just go around the table and share about ourselves, what kind of person we are and how we work. If you're a group that's not comfortable to share easily or you're a new group, then you can just template out a handful of questions as prompters to answer. So things like, when do you work best? When do you need help? If you're stressed out, what will other people see in you? So those are just a few ideas and I'm sure you can figure out your own versions of those yourself. So by now you've achieved three things. You know some examples of work environments that some people on your team find awful. You know some kind of work environments that people on the team have been in which they've been really high performing and felt really powerful. And you know a little bit more about each other's preferences and what you're going to see in them as co-workers in the good times and the bad times. So now just go ahead and create your social contract. Maybe pick a number of items like 10 things that you'd like to include. I'm usually doing this on a piece of butcher's paper and writing quite big. So it's literally 10 bullet points that your team is happy to put up as things we can all agree on. If you want to start with post-its and group them and categorize them, that's fine. But I usually find that if you've done those first steps, one, two, and three, people are happy to start just calling them out as a group and you can scribe them down. So what sort of things do you put on a social contract? Well, Here's where I get to sound like a consultant and say, it depends. So anything and everything is really possible here, but here are a few examples of things from actual social contracts that I have known in the past. 
sometimes it's practical things. So for example, core hours are from 10 to 3.30, so let's keep meetings and workshops between those hours. Sometimes it can be social bonding stuff. For example, we want to eat lunch together um, once a fortnight. So we're going to circulate around and different people are going to organise that once a fortnight. Sometimes there are technical work ethos type things such as this one. Follow up on tactical fixes, remove duct tape, replace with nails. Uh, and then sometimes it's something that seems very directly related to performance, such as this one, make use of our differences. That one I really liked because it acknowledges that we're all different and that's valuable, but also it encourages people to make use of that. So I can imagine those team members thinking a bit deeper about different problems and using people in their team to solve them in ways where they can use their kind of individual superpower. And that's a team that's going to outperform a team that considers themselves just a group of interchangeable people. Once you've got your list, then you can stick it on a wall near where you sit or somewhere that you can see it often. Why? Well, there's a few reasons. One is that it's visual and shared, so you can all get a reminder of this event that you had together and then what, as a collective, you all agreed was important. Also, it's much easier to gesture to a poster on a wall if you start to feel your team is breaking their social contract with each other than to confront an individual face to face. So it can be an easier and less friction filled way to broach those topics. It could also be ideas for other teams around you to take down for their own ways of working. So a little bit of inspo could be in your poster on the wall. And it could also be a good way for new team members who come onto your team to be introduce to your team and to find out about how you all work. Here's another tip, leave space at the bottom or perhaps even an empty bullet point to indicate that the social contract is a living artifact. You can update it, you can update it often if you want to. For example, if a new team member was to arrive or if you felt like it's been a long time since you've re reviewed them, you may want to update them. So think of them as always a working document. Another tip would be to get someone external to facilitate this session and that allows everyone on the team to actively participate without feeling like any one person is trying to force a particular point or idea in. So do social contracts work? Yes, I would say I've definitely seen them work. I've coached teams that have really formed strongly when they start off with one, and I've seen them help teams get their mojo back that maybe weren't performing as highly as they thought after setting one up for themselves. Do teams ever get beyond social contracts? Yes, I think I would say I've seen teams that are so strongly formed that their trust and values and beliefs carry beyond what is written down, and that's great. If you feel you don't need it anymore, then it doesn't really matter, does it? If you're high performing enough, then you can safely do away with it. But are you really? Often I see teams neglect some of these simple ideas and yet work with people for long periods of time without being able to unlock good engagement levels and performance. And that holds them back. It's actually surprising, isn't it, when you think about how many times you may have worked with people and don't know much about them at all or what their work preferences might be. So here's my final tip, which is that this is yet another tool you can take and use without doing any of the other stuff to do with Agile. I've actually seen exec teams use social contracts to align on how they want to work together. Any team at any level trying to accomplish anything at all together can use one. And hey, for an hour of your time, perhaps it's worth giving it a go. So that's been our mini hack for the week. Thanks for listening. We are Reboot Co and we transform working environments so people love their job and we can help you unlock new levels of performance and engagement in your teams. If you want to find out more about how to run a session like this or anything else you've heard on the podcast, then you can get in touch with us by emailing rebootme at rebootco.com.au or you can follow us on social media and find out more. Follow me on Twitter at Stokesandra or follow Reboot Co which is 
at the Reboot Co on Twitter or come to our website www.rebootco.com.au for more ideas, blogs and insights or subscribe in your regular podcast app and we'll be back in your ears at four o'clock next week. Bye for now.